0: You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. You want to have some fun today or what? Well, maybe it'll be fun for me. How about that? Hey, we're going to to do something we call gardens. Uh, We're going to be doing... Several things, and, you know, it's planting season, y'all know that? How many of you got tomatoes going yet? Anybody out there? Anybody here? Raise your hand, okay? All right, very good. That's so good. If you're watching online, that's good. Everybody. There's, they're paying attention. That's so good. So we're going to do something called gardens. Uh, in the next four weeks, we're going to try to help you with some stuff. We also, what we did, we took the, what the culture was saying, what you're dealing with, those kind of things, and we kind of put them all together so that we can help. How about that? That's kind of what we do. So here's what it looks like. So here's what's coming. Uh, today is the financial part of what we're going to do because everybody's having a little bit of issue. The gas prices are a little up, if y'all noticed that, a little up, inflation's up. Most has been in 40 years. And I uh, just thought we might want to, might, you know, give you some money today before you leave. Would that be good? Okay. All right. We're going to do a mental health. Now y'all can pay attention. Okay. We're going to be dealing with some mental health. I'm going to let my brother Brian do that one because uh, he's really good at that. And uh, so we're going to let him do that. But this is a major problem right now. i coming out of COVID with teenagers and a lot, of, a lot of adults even. So we're going to try to do some of this. And uh, basically what this whole thing is, is, we're going to try to give you some, we call it roots, give you something to work with, give you something that can actually produce something in your life and not just try to get through it. And, of course, faith and the relational stuff we'll do the next few weeks. Now, you know that Easter is on the way, right? So that means there's Cadbury eggs. And so that's going to happen. So we're going to plant some Cadbury eggs this year and see what happens. What do you all think? Can you imagine having a Cadbury, Cadbury egg tree growing in your yard? That would be like TikTok everywhere, you know, kind of thing. By the way, I told you other week that I've got this critter ritter that sprays water when like when squirrels come around my daughter still doesn't know about this yet so what I'm gonna do I'm working on this my, you know it's full everybody to know I'm working on it that I'm gonna try to get her out there and I'm gonna take a video of it and I'm gonna show it in here is that a good idea it is for y'all isn't it it would not be for her so we've had some adventures this week my daughter and I, we'll talk about that in just a minute. But we're going to get into this. Now, we're going to talk about money today because we need more of it. So, is that, so if I could tell you how to do that, that would be, you'd listen up? Kind of, okay. So we're, we'll do that. But I am going to try to help you. Watch it online, everywhere. We're going to try to figure out, you know, what, does it, what did Jesus say about this? And I thought we would do something unique. We're just going to do what Jesus tells us to do and see what happens. Are you all good with that? Is everybody good with me telling you what Jesus said? Okay, all right, we're good. All right, and then we'll see what happens, because that's, what, that's kind of what we're going to do as we walk into this, because nobody really knows. I don't know if you are financially prepared for what has just happened. Now, I don't think you can predict these things. Now, you do know that most, like, decades, 50s, 60s, 70s, somebody, something happened. You know, I think it was the 70s, the gas prices are about what they are now, <laughs> I um, mean, so we just repeat, history repeats itself. So it's $4 here, $7 there. Who knows where it'll end up? Just trying to get you to think about what's happening. But we didn't really see this one coming, and we didn't see inflation coming. Some, of, some people maybe, but would it have mattered if you were financially prepared for any of it? So that's what Jesus told us. And he talked, now this is something really interesting. He talked more about money than he did faith, prayer, and heaven. Because he realized the impact that it could have on your life and other people's lives if you don't handle it very well and you don't manage it. So he's told us some things to do that will work. And so we're going to try some of that and see where you follow that. But financially, most people are not prepared uh, for anything, for any crisis whatsoever. We just kind of get through it and run through it. And we hope, you know, next week we get paid and we'll do that. Uh, did you see this coming or you were surprised that's always the question, the, or somebody always make that statement, I didn't see it coming. I, you know, only pe- the only person can see it coming is God. You know, he's the one that sees the future. We do not. We just repeat the past. So we're trying to figure out what do we do now to figure out what's going to happen over here. So there's reasons to be finan- financially prepared, and most people don't want to deal with it or talk about it, but Jesus has some really good stuff. The Bible has some really good answers to how do we deal with money and what do we do with it. Now, whether we do that or not is another thing. That's just something we're going to have to deal with as we get into this. But uh, here's, here's a, he gave us an indicator. Let me say this. This is an indicator of kind of where you are. And this is, the, this is what he said. He said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So what he said was, what you love is what you're going to give money to. So when you want to know what you love, and he said, this is a way to measure it. If you want to know what you love, then you can just look in your checkbook or whatever in your your account. And whatever you give the most money to and whatever you do, that's what you really love. So some of you, we're going to have to start a Starbucks church for some of you. So that's coming, just letting you know. But I'm saying this is how he measured that you need to measure. What I really love is what I give my money. That's what it is. You may like something, but that doesn't mean you're going to give your money to it. And so that's kind of where everything, the rubber meets the road, is I can look at my checkbook, I can look at what I love, and the one thing he was wanting was that we actually treasured him more than everything else, and that's very hard to do, and most people don't want to do that. And so I'm just giving you the straight up about Christianity. That's kind of the way it looks, and that's where we are, and the reason I'm saying this is we got to talk about the culture and what they think of what's going on in here and how they see you. So we're going to talk about that. But I'm trying to make sure you understand about money and how you can have more and how it'd be nice to be able to do all the things with money, have purpose in, in your life, move the kingdom of God, help people, all those things, are you know, all that. That's really what we want, and it's, there's a way to do it. So we're going to talk about that. So we're, we're, when your heart and treasure meet... When those two things meet, you will discover what you love. So I don't know what gets your money. It could be your house. could be your car. It could be a, uh, anything, a boat. It could be a camper that sits in the yard for all year long and you use it once a week. And once, a, I mean, once a year. I mean, it, it's just really strange. Are we not strange? You know, so then we have this, you know, we have this, uh, we accept Jesus Christ in our life And I think the problem we're gonna talk about is that there was a deal made for you and there was a deal you made with him and I don't think we know what the deal was. I don't know if it's all your fault. I think it could be the culture. It could have been the religious part of where we live. It could have been me, didn't explain that well. But we're gonna talk about that. So let me give you an example of, it's 100% accurate. I can tell you what I love. I'll tell you one thing, I love golf. If you don't know me by now, I love golf. Amen. Okay, like that. So I love golf. So I go to the, I go to the, you know, the golf course, and I go to I'm, I side. I'm going to join a club, and I say, uh, I want to join your club. I think it's beautiful and it's wonderful and all that stuff, like I'm going to get some freebie. And I'm talking to them, and they say, okay, that is great. We'll do that. That'll be $500 down and $100 a month. And then I could have said, well, you know, I really think it's really nice. Because I think all of y'all, you know, I just really want to be a member, but I don't want to pay anything. Does that sound just a little bit strange? It's because you guys help so many people. Y'all do all these tournaments, raise money for people, and y'all keep everything so beautiful and green. I I just really want to be a member, but I don't want to pay anything. There's nowhere in life that works like that. Except in here. That's how it works. And so that's what we're going to talk about. How do we fix this? Maybe we missed something along the way. Maybe we did. So the reason I love, you know, the reason I pay for gospel is because I love it. But there's something else that tells me I can do that. And we're going to get to that. How do I know that that's okay? How do I know that I can pay for a boat or a car or a camper as long as it doesn't take away from what I was told to do when I accept Jesus Christ, when it comes to the mission and the kingdom and saving money and giving money and helping people. If it takes all that away, then I can't join the golf course. But that isn't how we see things sometimes. And I'm gonna give you a formula. Listen very carefully. You're gonna have a formula when you leave here, if you've never seen this, how the Bible sets up how you should live and you will have the best life and you will never run out of money. Is that not the best thing in the world? That's what he does for us. So here was, here's how he set this up, okay? He set this up, this, this principle that everybody can live by. You can be a Buddhist, a Muslim, a Catholic, or nothing. You don't have to be nothing. And this is gonna work. So he set this up. Now, the reason he set it up is he needs, he needs you, the followers of Jesus Christ, listen very carefully, he needs you to have money. Are y'all good with that? Because he needs you to have money. Because we're the ones that are going to make sure the kingdom moves and make sure things are paid for and that people find Christ. So I need you to have money. So I'll set this up for you. People who are not, have nothing to do with God understand this. And here's what it says Give, and it'll be given to you. Whatever you give away, it'll be given to you. But that's not just, you're not just going to get one for one. <laughs> With God, because he had to set this up because I needed to multiply so that we can move the kingdom. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap for the measure you use will be measured back to you. So if I want more of something, I give more away. This is the first principle that he's he's trying to teach. This is what Jesus is saying, how things are supposed to work. Now, if you notice in your cereal boxes, you only get half. Is that correct? And you're going to get less than it now. Just throwing it out. So you better get them frosted flakes, and you better hang on to them. So here's what he's saying. Let's take a frosted flakes box, and let's open it up, and it's half full. You ready? Now let's get a couple of more boxes. And so we take that box, and here's what he's saying this verse is telling you. Then I pour it in, then I shake it down, and I pour it in, and I shake it down until it gets full. And then it's so full it runs over. So it's pressed down, shaken together, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That's what I'm going to do with you. And I've set this up so that the kingdom of God can move, and it's going to move because of you. So you need to have money in order for this thing to work. Is everybody, are you still with me? Still hanging? I'm going to show you how this works. So here's how this, this is called a sowing principle. He used a lot of things in gardening, uh, and he talked to the culture this way. So he said this, uh, you're going to get exactly what you plant. Whatever you give away is what you're going to get back. If you need forgiveness, you give forgiveness, and then you get forgiveness back. If you need friends, you'll you be friendly, <laughs> and you will have friends. If you don't want to have friends, don't do it. Do you know what I'm saying? Don't be nice to people, and you'll get that right back. So it works both. Everything works this way. You don't go to Walmart or wherever you go, Home, Home Depot, and, and buy a plant, and they, you say, well, what'd you plant? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I said, well, we're going to find out in the summer. It could be corn, it could be okra. I don't know that. I don't know what it is. It'd be crazy if you planted corn, you got, you know, got apples. That would be, that's a TikTok moment right there. But I'm saying you're going to get exactly what, what you want is what you give away and you'll get that back. Everybody got it? That's why I set the money principle up, but it works in everything. And you don't have to be a Christian to know this. This just works. Uh, The harvest, you uh, harvest later than you plant, not going to get everything today. You're not going to plant a tree and get apples tomorrow. Now, that would be good. That's what we want, isn't it? We want God like, you know, I need this, I need this now. And right now would be really good. I need it now. Uh, you harvest more than you plant. So if I give something away, I get at least double back what I gave away. This is a spiritual principle that works with everything. And he's using it. And let me tell you what he's talking about here. This is about money. Okay, this is about money. He's talking about it, money. He's not talking about your time or the things around your house. He's talking about your money because that's the heart, remember, and the treasure. So those are the two things you really love, and you really do love them, and you can look at it and see. So you're gonna, you get back what you plant. Uh, you get later than you plant, and you get more than you plant. I think it's a pretty good deal. He's pretty good deal. He's offered this to you. He's offered it to all the the believers and Christians and followers of Jesus Christ. Now, it could be a little different to say that I'm a Christian, like I want to be a member of the club, but I don't want to pay for anything. Or you could be a follower and you understand it. So we're going to see how this works. But the culture is having an issue with what we're doing. They're not really sure if we're serious about what we're doing. And now they're thinking, I don't know if I want that. I might want something else because I need serious people to be about the kingdom of God if that's what you say. So that's what they're looking at. So what happens here when real life meets Christian life? Because it's a little bit, a little crazy, but we treat God stuff, church stuff, differently than we do life stuff. And we, and for some reason it happens this way. So let me tell you what happens when life meets Christian life. I'll tell you with my daughter. I get a phone call about, yeah, uh, eight or nine o'clock at night. It's usually one or two things. Uh, it usually means I want money, and if that isn't happening, something's wrong. Okay, so something's wrong. So here, so let me let me let Christian meet life with daughter. My daughter calls me and says, "I have a flat tire and I'm at Spinks. Daddy, can you help me?" Christian, life. Let me pray about it. Are you ready? Let, let, let me, what? Can you imagine my dog? What? Yeah, We do, let's, let's pray about this. Let's pray about this. God, help that flat tire. Hey, Amen. That's beautiful, isn't it? isn't it? That's just the Christian way. What we're saying when we say things like, let me pray about it, what we're saying is, I'm not going to do anything. That's what happens here, you know. Somebody asks you to do something, you say, let me pray about it. Why don't y'all just get over that? Just say, I'm not going to help you serve. I'm not going to give. I'm not going to do anything. But I just want to be a member. You understand that word? So my daughter's got this car issue out there, so I'm going, well, okay, I'll go out there. So I go out there, and then I decide I don't want to do it. You understand what I'm saying? I'm saying I don't want to do it, so I'm going to call somebody else to do it. And then my daughter says, you don't know how to change a tire? I said, do you know how to change a tire? I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we pray about it? And then let's get the manual out, and let's read about it let's just do that. Let's, you, let's just read about it and everything. And then we'll stand near the tire and we'll say, we have prayed about it. And we've read about it. Change the tire. Change the tire. This is the stupidest thing. But we do this all the time. And then people come by. This is so good. There are still good people in the world, believe it or not. I had people come by. I have a guy come by in a truck. You know, if you're in a truck, you're ready for something. So he comes by in the truck and said, y'all need some help? And I said, no, we're praying about it. We're good. Can you only imagine what the world thinks when we say stupid things like that? And that's how we treat God's stuff. We treat everything, well, let me pray about it. Stop. Just say you're not gonna do it. It would be better. And then you would know too. I'm just telling you, We don't treat the God stuff like we do life stuff. Nobody, God's not going to magically change a tire for you. You know why? Because you need to do it. You need to do it. What happened when I did it, I got like two or three more people involved because we did it. You know how my daughter said, I'll help you. I said, what does that mean? I'll hold the lug nuts. And then I couldn't get to her because she was on the phone texting on the other side of the car. I said, I need them now. Should have prayed about it. Lord, help us all. I don't even know what to say. Let me look at this. Here's, 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 we, here's us. I don't know what you are. I don't, I don't know if you are a Christian, a follower of Christ, or you're going to heaven. I think we like that part. And then you, we're going to follow Christ, but we're not going to do what he asked us to do. So it's a little strange for the culture when people say, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, but we don't do anything he told us to do. Do you know how strange that is? That's that. I'll just pray about it. And I'll just read about it, but we'll let somebody else do it. It's just a little strange. So you're a little bit of a tumbleweed. You just kind of roll around. You know, you might even have a t-shirt and just keep rolling. You know, I don't know, maybe a hat, but you just roll around. It's people ask you, what do you do? Well, where do you go? They go to church? I don't know why they would ask, but if they do, you say, well, I go down there. Where's that? I go to marathon. What do you do? I don't do nothing. I go, it's pretty good. Y'all be there. Y'all go. Sometimes they have good music. And then sometimes the preacher, he's all right. He's pretty good. I'm like, okay. So you're just a little tumbleweed. This is what happens. This is what the culture sees. We're a bunch of, we're just rolling around. We're no different than anybody else. So why would they want to come in here is the question. They need serious people, serious business. They want a mission that they can attach their life to and change the world. And we don't know what we're doing. This is called tumbleweed. You're unsteady, you're tossed and turned. Uh, I mean, it just moves around. This used to be, you know, the tumbleweed used to be a real, it used to be alive. At one point, it had roots. It was attached. And then here's what happened to it. It died. Now you're insecure financially and relationally. You don't know where you are or what you're doing. Some of you just blew in here and you're not sure what's happening. And I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to figure out if we really want to be a follower of Jesus Christ or not because I don't think we did we've done it the right way sometimes I think we really love the heaven part but I don't think we like the other part and the culture is paying attention so let's do something let's have a church of the tomatoes y'all want to do that while we just messed everything up today anyway might as well go ahead and just do the church of tomatoes so I thought I'd do something. this is Brian already gave it out. I like growing tomatoes and stuff. And I have a raised bed. So let me get something. So I have a raised bed. And let me tell you what this is. So let me bring it over here. Now, this is a man-sized tomato cage. Now, you, I know that you think I'm a little nuts. When you'd be right. Listen very carefully. I made eight of them. Do you understand what this is? You've heard of tomato steaks and cages and you're trying. Now listen very carefully. Do I not have faith in my tomatoes? Do you understand? So we, so the, tomato that I, the tomatoes I have right now, they're only this big. Okay, this is the other end. It goes like this. Is so the tomatoes are supposed to grow up to here. And they're supposed to be like out here. You see what I'm saying? So I got to know what I'm doing if I'm going to plant some tomatoes. And I thought we'd just, we'd just be a tomato church, and let's just talk about it. So all y'all tomatoes. Not everybody likes tomatoes, but we already know that, you know. So I thought we'd plant some tomatoes. So here's what we'll do. Lynn and I, we have this raised bed. We have raised beds. So we thought we would go out and because we want tomatoes. All of you want tomatoes, right? You're like, okay, we got it, okay. Y'all, you know, you're, you're praying about it, right? <laughs> Okay, okay, all right. So, Lynn and I go out, and we go around the raised bed, and we hold hands, and we start praying for tomatoes. Dear God, we need tomatoes. Lord, help us. We need tomatoes. There's the prayer. Now, we go back in, and we Google how to plant tomatoes. So, then we read about it. We read about how to plant tomatoes. This is really cool, okay? So, and actually, I got in with a master gardener, but she didn't think I was doing it right. So, So here we are. So we read about it. Then we go back outside, and we hold hands again, and we say, Now, God, we have prayed about these tomatoes, and we have read about these tomatoes. We want tomatoes. And then we go back. The next day, we come out, and we bring a little bottle of water. You ready? And if they come up, we're going to water them, and we're going to have tomatoes. And you know what you say to me? That is the stupidest thing. What do I got to do? Dig a hole, put in tomato plant, and you will have tomatoes. I told them. I I have a master gardener quote that I met with about tomatoes. You, how do, I want you know they got to be this big, okay, big as me. And she said, "This is what you do." So if I pray about it, how? Can you imagine this looking at me? We've been praying about it. Well, that's just beautiful. We've been reading about it. That is just beautiful. Well, have you dug a hole? Well, not yet. If you don't dig a hole, you ain't going to have any tomatoes. And we have all, listen, we can even get a shirt that says, I love my tomatoes. <laughs> Could we not just do get the shirt? I love my tomatoes. And then, and then we get a hat. I love my tomato. And we walk around. Somebody says, hey, where you go? I go to the tomato church. You, what? What's going on, Dad? There? There's a lot of tomatoes down there. A lot of tomatoes. You got any tomatoes? I don't have any tomatoes, but there's a lot of them. You know, you don't really have to grow tomatoes, right? Because you get them from somebody else. So some of you are just getting everybody else's tomatoes. You're just living on somebody else's tomatoes because you never had any tomatoes. Even though I'm telling you how to have tomatoes, you just never had them. But I love my tomatoes. That looks good, don't it? And I put a sticker, a, a tomato sticker on the back. Pow! I drive it, red light, and look at tomato. Tomato. There's so kind, so many kinds of tomatoes. There's there's the big boys and the better boys, which I would say mine's, I want to say I'm a better boy hybrid. You know, if you don't know, if you don't know nothing about tomatoes, that was a joke. And then, how many of you know what tomatos are? anybody heard tomatos? They're little cherry tomatoes. That's where the next generation doesn't know what's happening. You understand? But I think they do know. what You know what they do know? Something ain't happening. They're looking for Jesus Christ, and they're not sure if that's who they want. Because the followers of Jesus Christ aren't doing what he said. And that's a little confusing with them. So if you're going to have tomatoes, we're going to do this real quick. i am going to help you. You've got to dig a hole, okay? You've got to dig a hole and put something in it. This is what he, Jesus said. The first thing you do is give something away. I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you a formula in just a second. Give it it'll come back to you. Press down, shake together. Just every time you go and you see frosted flakes, you think about God. Every time you see frosted flakes, you think about God. That's what he's looking for. So you see this. Press down for the measure Used use, be measure back to you. If I want more something, give that away. You, if you don't give anything away, nothing will come back to you. If you don't dig a hole and plant something and say, This is what I'm going to do. You will never have roots. Your money will never grow. You will never have any tomatoes. Does everybody understand? This is what he said. So the second thing is, uh, be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Do you have any idea what's going on? That's what he's asking. Give careful attention to your herds. Know the state of your business. Pay attention to what is happening. You need to save. You need to give something. You need to save something. Not because of just you. Because you signed up. Remember when you said, I'm accepting Jesus Christ in my life? You accepted a deal that you were going to move the kingdom and you were going to have recruits and you were going to pay for it. That's what everybody else does. That's what the Muslims do. That's what the Buddhists do. That's what the communists do. Did you know this? This is what that culture is telling you and me. You guys aren't serious enough. That's what they're saying, that's why they're not coming. They're trying to find something else in their life, and we got to be careful. Dig a hole. Be an ant. I hate that he had to go so low (laughs) for us to figure this out. Be an ant. Uh, Consider the the ways and be wise. It's not a commander or an overseer or a ruler. yet it stores provision in the summer and gathers food in the harvest. Pay attention. Give something, save something. What's the numbers? I'll show you. Just a minute. Praying without planning is like taking a shower with no water. How good does that work? We are going to have to figure this out. If we're going to be serious about Jesus Christ and a follower of Jesus Christ, then we're going to have to figure it out. Not for the sake of marathon or anything else. For the sake of the next generation because they're not paying attention because they think we're not serious. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, did we do this? Probably. We made Christianity pretty, you know, except Jesus Christ. We'll tell you about that in a minute. But all that's good stuff, but we didn't know we had something to do with it. The next thing is this. Give away, save away, and live away. You don't buy a house on 100%. You buy a house on 80%. Can you afford it? You don't buy a car on 100%, you buy it. On 80%, can you afford it? The reason I can play golf is because it's in my 80%. It doesn't take away from my 10. See, I've got several holes I've dug. I've got roots going on. My wife and I, we support Compassion International. We've got three kids. We've got some roots, baby. And you know what it's producing? Children that are gonna be taken care of from people they don't even know. That's what that's doing. That is much better than golf. I would never sacrifice that for golf. In a million years. I've got all kind of holes. I dig holes. I give stuff away. I do this. You know, I give stuff away and I don't get a tax write off. You know why? Because this isn't about you. It isn't about us. It's about the kingdom. It's about moving people to the kingdom. And you're it. It is strange how we do these things. Keep your life free from money. I'm going to be done here. 10%. Give, 10% save. That's how you keep money in check. You don't let it run you. And then you have roots. You got money coming back and you got money in savings. And then you won't have to worry about money crisis because you're living on 80 and saving all this. And be content with what you have, which is the 80%. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I got your back. There was a deal made that you need to be aware of. He made a deal for your soul and my soul. You understand? This is the deal he made. And you can call it this if you want. There was an exchange made. He he loved you. He wants you. So he's going to have an exchange. The exchange is I'm going to send my son Jesus Christ. He's going to die on the cross. He's going to cover your sin. He's going to be in the grave for three days. He's going to come out. He's going to raise from the dead. And you're going to give you life. Nobody else, Buddhist, Muslim, anybody else has that claim. We have that claim. That is who we are. So on the back end, here's what he said he's going to do. I'm going to, you become my child. I'm going to make you heir to the throne. You're going to have everything Jesus Christ has. On the back end of this, you're going to have heaven. But on the front end of this, I need you to do something. This is it. This is what he said. I need you to give 10% to move the kingdom. I need you to save 10% because I need you guys to be able to pay for what's happening. The power bill here is 6000 a month. And the reason we do that, it doesn't, you don't even have to give it here. I I'm not even, I'm just listening. We need to think about much further out than just where we're sitting. What is this culture thinking about us who are supposed to be following Jesus Christ? You see what I'm saying? So he says, give 10%, save 10%, and live on 80. That is a command, and you guys are the recruiters. We bring people to Christ through what we do. But the world's not paying attention because we're not paying attention. They say that it's too easy to do this. Is that not strange to you? We love the back end, but I'm talking about the front end. We are here to move the kingdom of God. We are here to pay for the kingdom, we are here to save for the kingdom. God has put in a way that you don't have to worry about money. And you have purpose and meaning in your life. Those are the things we're here for, is to have purpose and meaning. Okay, now I am done. Okay, so y'all stand with me. I told you I was getting done. You ready? Master gardener, if you're really wanting tomatoes, then plant them deep. It's all about the roots. Well, it is. So here's what I got for you. Um, we got an app, Marathon app. And inside the app, there's a five-day plan, a financial thing. Just five days. Here's what I, let me give you to help you out real quick. Take $10, save a save dollar, give a dollar away. I don't care where you give it. Give it away. And then you have $8 left for Starbucks. And if you're paying more than $8, you need to change. Okay. All right, my daughter doesn't pay 8 or $10 at Starbucks is a big deal. Yeah, well, when she starts paying her own bills, she'll find out. All right, so there's a plan in there, a five-day plan. You figure out if you want to do this or not. See, we should have had that up front. If you want to accept Jesus Christ in your life, here's what he's asking. Do you, and if you can't do this, then don't do it. That's how, they, that's how the other people do it. So I'm asking you, if you're a Christian, you need to rethink what you're doing and how this is working because they are paying attention and I'm paying attention. So let's pray. Let's do that. Father, thank you so much for everything. Pray Holy Spirit continue to work. Uh, Father, forgive us when we don't do what we're supposed to do. It's just, oh, we're sorry. We want to make this thing work. We want to move the kingdom. We want people to notice who you are. And thank you so much and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at MarathonChurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us at MarathonChurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church podcast.